Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east, to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Oh, yeah. Welcome to episode 75 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Inner geek's not doing so well this this week. Yeah, it's better than two weeks ago, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, my voice is getting better. You've got issues going on. Uh, I'm still a little bit out of it. I actually uh, recorded an extremely short voiceover the other day because that's, that's why I picked it. I was like, okay, this is, this is like 100 words. Like I can get through a hundred words. I I don't even want to go oh, how, how long that took. Could me. I be? So I haven't been doing a whole lot of work. I got some stuff piling up on me. Of course, we are live on Mixler, where we try to be every other Tuesday unless something happens. And so far, we've been doing pretty good. It was iffy tonight, but you know we made it. We made it. Kidney stones can't get me down. At least not without medication. My my voice is at least. Good enough to be on the mic for now. That's right. By the way, I don't, I don't remember which episode it was, but I caught it as I was doing the show notes where you said, I will edit that out. And you know that's my pet peeve. Oh, did I? <laughs> you jerk. What, what did I leave? I don't, re- no, you, I don't, re- I don't remember, but I just remember, I don't remember what was before it. I just remember you going, I'll edit that out. I was like, <laughs> Oh, you dick. Oh my God, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I'm just going to start leaving that in. I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out, too. Uh, all right. So, yes, Mixler, every other uh, Tuesday, you can find the link over on the allusgeeks.com website, and or you can listen from there. But if you follow us on Mixler, you'll get an email when we go live, and you can come hang out with other people in chat when they start showing up. Literally, their names are other. <laughs> Other one and other two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You show up as elsewhere, which is no fun if you're not on if you're not on all uh Mixler. The other only other thing I had I wanted to talk maybe a little briefly about because we haven't really talked about it because we're still kind of getting in the swing of things, but next month is our anniversary. Yes. <laughs> yes it is. Um, are we gonna count that full <laughs> year? There? Well, I mean we still did stuff. And, <laughs> you know, so yeah, we've got March 16th is our anniversary, and I saw we record on the 21st, so I didn't know if we wanted to try to do anything or have uh, well, I was have people submit stuff like we've gonna done get in the past. Yeah. some romantic Barry White music. Well, show you right. <laughs> no, I think we should. Yeah, because so if we record on the 21st, what, what should we have people send us before the 21st? Memorable moments from 2016. <laughs> okay, so nothing. <laughs> 
Why you're still listening. There you go. Why are you still listening to all us geeks? That's a, that's a good one. You know what? And let let us have it. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. You, there's there's no- Are you hate listening? Do you genuinely love us? Is there something in between? There's nothing that you can say that can be worse than what we've already read on the internet. So. Have you had a stroke and you can't turn <laughs> off your pod feed anymore? Uh, yeah. So, so why are you still part of the All Us Geeks family? Why are you listening? That's that's what we want to know because we are a dysfunctional family. There's there's no doubt about that. If you if you want to write that in, you can write that. You can you can write it and we'll read them. Do uh, we still have our phone number? We do still have the phone number. I don't remember it off the top of my head right now, of course. Yeah, I've kept I've kept all the payments up for everything, even through our hiatus. I uh did not let anything drop. So yeah. So yeah, you can send it to podcast at allusgeeks.com. You can also if you want to do a short audio, that's fine too. You can send that there as well. You can always use the contact form over on allusgeeks.com as well. Or the phone number is one nine five two two three six geek. That's one nine five two two three six four three three five. You can leave us a voicemail there, and we will uh, gather those up as well. Again, they need to be in. Let's say uh, I got to have them by the twentieth. If we're going to record on the twenty-first, the evening of the twenty-first, I got to have it on the twentieth. And of course, on the twenty-first, we will be live on Mixler as well. So you can always come out and hang out with us on Mixler and chat with us about, about the anniversary uh right and that's pretty much all i had for the wonderful generals uh, topic which is a bit more than we've had recently well, that works for me <laughs> so let's go on to game review sponsored by nate j thank you nate for sponsoring us over on patreon and allowing us to continue to review games and share it on the podcast. So this time we are going to look at Villages of Valeria from Daily Magic Games. You may have remembered in the past we looked at Card Kingdoms of Valeria. So we're continuing our travel tour that we're being tour guided through the wonderful area of Valeria, not to be confused or sued by George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> Totally different spelling and pronunciation. Totally different, man. So, Villages of Valeria. Basically, this time around, each player is kind of trying to build the new, win, win the bid or build the new capital for Valeria. So, you start off with your little castle in your, in your village and you try to build it out into the best town that can become kind of the capital city of Valeria. And, and this one, let's see, we it's a two to four player game. What do you say for playtime? Maybe about an hour. Yeah, yeah, at max. In this one, you are going to have a hand of cards for your start. So you're going to have a hand of six cards kind at your start, but you're going to basically have a hand of five when you get through with setup. So you start with six cards and a castle in front of you. Your player aid, your castle is a card as well. So this is primarily a card game. Then you're going to have set amount of gold, depending on the number of players that is available to everybody. And for instance, for us, for a two-player game, we had 14 gold that was available. And then once the available gold is put out, each player gets three from that pool. So everybody starts with three gold and your castle. And then the six cards that you have, 
you get to turn one of them into a resource for free. And that's how you kind of start the game. So what you do on a turn is pretty simple. There are so many actions you can take. I think it's about five, four or five. Yeah, it's five that you can take. And on your turn, you decide which action you are taking to lead with. So if you lead, you get basically kind of a little bonus for doing that action. And then everybody else can decide if they want to follow. And those actions are harvest, which if you lead, you get to draw three cards. If you follow, you draw one. You can develop. If you lead, you discard one card to develop a card as a resource. So that resource we did for free during setup, now the payment is you have to discard one card out of your hand if you're leading to turn another card in your hand into a resource that you can use later. If you follow, you have to discard two cards to do that. And then build is where you, if you lead, you go ahead and use the resources that you have available to you, which in general, is to put gold on them. In order to produce the resource, you have to place a gold on it. So, you know, your first turn, you've only got that three gold. So can you build something with three resources if you have three resources? So you get to build a a building, and then if you lead, you build the building and draw one card. If you follow, you just get to build the building. You don't get to draw. If you recruit, you pay one gold and then you recruit an adventurer instead of a building. So the build is building the buildings. The recruit is grabbing adventurers to go into your, to go into your uh, village as well. And basically the payment besides one gold in order for you to actually recruit, there are building symbols on the side of each adventurer and you have to have that many buildings already built before you can recruit. So. You're not going to pay that gold without knowing that you can actually take take somebody. If you follow, you have to pay two gold instead of one gold. So paying gold in this way, you're actually getting rid of it to recruit. To use it for resources, you're just tying it up till your next turn. You'll get those that gold back. But recruiting, you're getting rid of it completely. And then you can tax. If you lead, you collect one gold and draw one card. If you follow, you just get to draw one card. Drawing and discarding in this game is, so for drawing, there's going to be five cards out and you can either take one that's face up or you can, or there's going to be five stacks, I should say. Uh, you can take one that's face up or you can take a blind one from the deck. To discard, you discard onto the pile. So you put it on top of a pile. So you start making an actual pile. So once a pile is, is depleted, you'll, replenish it from the draw deck. There's always going to be this the five piles. But in order but but if you just take one off the top, you're not going to replenish that if there's if there's another one underneath. So it's kind of almost there's a little bit of kind of control of who can look at or grab cards or how how soon they can get one like if you know somebody's going after a certain card, mm-hmm. you can cover it up and and now it's it's too deep instead of just right there for them to grab. So that's drawing and discarding. The other thing, the end game is triggered once you have 12 buildings and, and or adventurers in your village. That triggers the end game and then you finish the, the round and then whoever has the most victory points, which is basically on buildings, on adventurers, and there's some ability kind of things that also give you adventurers. You get the victory points from there and then all the gold you have left over, you get victory points for as well. And whoever has the most victory points wins. 
Anything else I need to cover for? I think I mean that it's pretty straightforward for playing the game. I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure that covers everything. Hand size of eight, I think. Hand size, hand, hand size limit is eight. That's true. Yep. At the end of your turn. Yep. All right. So there you go. That's the quick rundown on basically your quick setup and quick how to play what you're going to do on your turn. You're going to lead or follow an action and keep going until somebody gets that 12 in their village. So components, primarily cards. We got, there are some tokens, like the gold is uh, has some tokens. I should mention, uh, this was a Kickstarter not too long ago. It was successful. The copy we have is the deluxe version, which includes just a few things more than the, the, the standard version or whatever. But in our play, we didn't really play with a lot of the deluxe stuff. We didn't use the monuments. We didn't use the events. Just played with the adventurers and, and the buildings and stuff. But some of that, like that cardboard and stuff, might have been because it's on the deluxe. That I don't remember. But there was like a cardboard tracker to track how many buildings and adventurers you had. There was a cardboard replacement for tracking your action mm-hmm. that you could the pass around. Action, yeah, the yeah. first player action. So you could pass that around. There's a big like castle or keep or whatever for a first player token that, that is used to show which action you're taking. Is that about it? Cards and cards, tokens, monies, and mon- money tokens, and yeah, that, that's yeah, about it. That's it. All right. Well, I guess there were those little tokens that also go with the tracking how many people, how many buildings. Well, yeah, you have. but yeah, I, meant, I counted that under tokens. Yeah, but I didn't actually mention. That. Wow. <laughs> so those are those. So those are the basic components. Again, primarily cards. You get a, a a bunch of cards in this. What did you think of the components overall? Pretty solid. The cardboard itself is pretty good. You know, which is good given that it's a card based game. Uh, the artwork as previously the other Valeria game, spot on. The iconography is there. It's not necessarily the easiest red, but it gives them a full art card, which as with the first game, I really liked. They continued that. Really like it here too. The other stuff that we believe comes with the deluxe edition. It's a good upgrade for the deluxe, but if you don't have the deluxe, whereas I'm assuming the wooden tokens and all that stuff, I like the little castle for first player and the little markers and whatnot. It's a good add, but if they're not there, if you just have the basic version, you don't miss them. Everything that's in the box is good. Yeah, yeah, especially for a two-player game, right? I mean, mm-hmm. three or four-player games, you don't need those things because you got if you don't have the the cardboard tracker for what action you're taking they did there is a card um that does the same thing so for more players that you can you still have that to pass around to know what actions being taken and who's the first player yep which is good for more players in a two player game it doesn't matter as much but yeah overall the the cards are decent like and I, like you said i like i usually like when a game goes like full full art and and stuff and they did that in this game they tried to keep any words to a, a minimum which like you said for later i mean it's a little bit of de- detriment in the iconog- iconography but no i i like the full art i like i liked everything that came with it i think the cards are they seem i don't know they seem a little flimsy but not not as bad as as the Harry Potter game, by any means. It seemed like they were just 
to me, you didn't think so? I don't know. I think they they felt I I wasn't putting a lot of time into it. I admit, but <laughs> they felt kind of the same as any other. Okay, maybe it, maybe it was just me that night or something. Because obviously in the Harry Potter one, you you know what that well that one that was yes. easily. Uh, but but yeah, there was no there. You know, from our play, there was no wear or anything going on, so that was good. So com- components. Good quality, and it, it's the other thing I'll say too is it kind of did a very, I think, a, a good job of kind of crossing the barrier between the two games too. You, you mm-hmm. kind of get that that flow from game to game in this universe. Yes, so that they did that well too. All right, mechanics. What did you think of the mechanics? The mechanics <laughs> are very similar to the first game, as as with the first game, the buildings have offer you. Building types, thief buildings, you know, holy buildings, stuff like that. And those are prerequisites to recruiting heroes. There was a similar mechanic in the first game. They still have all the little iconography that indicates what cards do what when you play them with the lightning bolt immediately or in what phase they are activated. Very similar to the original. So... Uh, the mechanics flow very well. If you're familiar with the first game, if you've played that, if you've played the first game, you have a good grounding here. <clears throat> you can pretty much step into it and just learn what they have changed to go to this particular village-themed game instead of the original. However, if you haven't, other than a few gotchas with the iconography, everything is solidly done. There's only a couple things you're doing. You're only doing one thing each turn. So you don't have a whole, and you only have five options to choose from anyways. Everything flows well because you're going to do one thing. And if it's not your turn, you're going to decide if you're going to follow on and do it too. So mechanically, it's sound. Everything works well. I don't know if I agree. It's like the, I mean, it has some, it's not it's exact, some carryover, but, it's but I mean, the other one was the Machi Koro fantasy Machi Koro version mm-hmm. kind of thing. And this, I got more of a, Seven Wonders and, and Race for the Galaxy boiled down to its foundation in its simplest form. Well, yeah, they've removed the <laughs> dice and gone to currency. Uh, Seven Wonders? Yeah, re- resources. In, in, I mean, yeah. deciding if you're going to build the card or use it for a resource. Oh, I see comes what out you of seven mean wonders. on that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the the, the, yeah, tab, the tableau, mm-hmm. a little bit Seven Wonders, but also Race for the gal- Galaxy. Well, the tableau idea has become right. very common. But So that and from Race for the Galaxy and the taking an action for a bonus and, and other people not getting that mm-hmm. bonus, I get that kind of out of Race for the Galaxy, too. So that's why those two games come to my mind mm-hmm. when yeah, playing this. That. But again, down to its, and not not bad, not in a bad way, but down to its simplest form. Again, if we're talking like gateway to those style of games, this would be a good one for that. Because mm-hmm. there's, you know, race, race for the galaxy blows people's heads, can make people explode if you try to introduce them to that first time. <laughs> or if you make them play the computer game, that'll really make them blow, blow their head. You know, and ignore and, everything else and just concentrate on this. And, and seven wonders can kind of too. Um, I, you know, a lot of people like seven wonders. And, and I do as well, but it can be a little overwhelming to a new gamer the first time they play it, right? Because there's just so much going on there. No, I, I would disagree with that statement. Apparently, we have to do a Seven Wonders app now. 
No, I think Seven Wonders is gotta be one of the easiest intro games ever. Even uh, if you throw in leaders and all that other stuff. I, I disagree. I've seen, I've seen headlights on that one, deer and headlights on that one because, and it, it's primarily because it's not necessarily, it's a combination of things, either not being used to that style of game or the amount of components that you suddenly are throwing at somebody and they just kind of go, I'm overwhelmed and get into a fetal position. Mm. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely, no, no, we're not going to talk about <laughs> seven wonders tonight. <laughs> But, but I it's think a good th- game though. But uh, I think the components th- are good. <laughs> but I think this would be a better or a a good intro before Seven Wonders or Race for the Galaxy. Oh well, I definitely agree. <laughs> Maybe it's just the groups we've played with. But I get. Well, I mean, we yeah, we play with some interesting people anyway. I the first time I played gamers. Race for the Galaxy, I kind of looked at that and went, "It's round two. I'm." i'm just gonna do shit and see if i finish last (laughs) no i I, yeah the thing is though i also do again a lot of the convention teaching and stuff like that for people that want to learn games right away so yeah i mean our our normal groups we can break out just about anything but there are there are groups that are not used to playing games like that Okay, so back um, to the right. topic at hand. Yes, I'll agree with you. There are differences from the original to this, but the core game, I feel, is generally the same. Mechanically, yes, there are some changes. Yeah. I st- yeah, okay. I'm still not sure if I completely agree with the, the core of the game is the same. I mean... You don't have to. The 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 theme and everything what else the- flows over really well. <laughs> but I, I guess I got a different vibe off of this one a bit. As, as far as mechanics and game go. So that said, again, I, I think this boils down those two styles of games to their simplest form and makes for a good gateway into those type of games, into those type of mechanics. And I don't, and I, I'm not saying that in a negative way by any means. I think, it, I think it's very solid. I think what they did here is, is very solid and can lead people into those games ease them in a lot easier. Um, well, no, I definitely agree. The simplicity of this game is its strongest selling point. Yeah, so the only the only gotcha would be, and I don't know if that should be here or later or whatever, but we've already kind of talked about it's it. It's mechanic. The, the icons. Yeah. You know, for the most part, they're, they're fine, but I think that's partially because I was used to them from the previous game mm-hmm. where... You kind of struggle through them, and they they do. I think a few of the icons different and stuff this time around. But just like last game, there was a gotcha that I had to find on BGG. This one was actually in the rule book, but I I I will say this. I mean, I went through the rule book, and and looking at the icons, if I would if we would have questioned it, I would have gone back to the rule book, right? And we didn't we didn't question it because both of us looking at it thought it meant the same thing and mm-hmm. we were wrong. And and that's an issue to me. And then to have the fact that you've created a rule book where you already say here are some clarifications for certain cards. Yes. That makes me question a little bit if if you know if you were at that point in the rule book, maybe you should have gone back before you had to put that in there and gotten that squared away if if you already knew you had clarification on certain cards. Find a better way to put the pictures together. <laughs> yeah. So in general, 
most of them you can figure out pretty. I mean, you know, there was every once in a while you go, okay, so what does this one mean? And, and it's like, oh, well, it's because the arrow is pointing this way, it's this. And if it's pointing that way, it's this kind of things. Once you kind of get used to it, you, you can pick up most of it. But every once in a while, there was, there was this one, you know, specifically for us, there was one that we both interpreted one way and looked in the book. <laughs> nope. Just like in the last game. Everybody interpreted it a different way, except for the one way that they er- intended it to be. And again, even on that thread, the person, one of the people was like, are you sure that's what that means? <laughs> Cause so I, there, I know you made the game, but is that really what you meant? Right. So again, it, it didn't de- detract from the game. It didn't detract from me thinking this is a good gateway game, but there is a piece of detraction there. And there, there's got to come a point again, especially if you're looking at the rule book and you're already going, here's some, here's some cards we have to clarify right now. Maybe you're trying to get too tricky with your icons. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe scale back just a little bit. Maybe it's worth a few words or something to cover a small piece of art or something to make sure the game is, is not confusing or that you have to put an asterisk on a win. <laughs> <laughs> right there, we decided that you lost, so I'm claiming that as a win for myself on BGG. Recorded plays, nice. one win. Rules. The rule book is pretty good, pretty straightforward. Again, they they have some cards that they've already got kind of clarifications for. But other than that, I mean, there there's some good visuals in there. The back does a really good job of a quick reference to go through. So once you've gone through the rules, you can kind of go through that. Overall, I, I'm I'm fine with the rules as is. What did you think? It's a small, compact little document. It got us out of the gate very quickly. Setup was handled very easily. The uniquenesses of this game are, are covered very well. The four discussed clarification on <laughs> cards are there. You probably want to read those before your first play <laughs> instead of in the middle of it. But I think it's a good book. All right. So teachability. Again, we've already kind of said that we feel that this is a good gateway game. So I think that kind of, kind of shows you what we think of the teachability. I think this is, this is a fairly easy one to teach. The gotcha is going to be questions about the icons from time to time, mm-hmm. I think. That that's the only little bit of a gotcha, and it's it's not bad because again, especially once you get used to it, if you're teaching people, you can actually kind of get used to them real quick. Again, like Jordan said, just make sure you re- read the clarification cards first. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be repetition. There's no single phase. There's no single icon. Once you've read all the clarifications, TM. That that's hard. So it's just going to be repetition. Yeah, and, and like you said when we were kind of starting off, I mean, the fact that you're doing one thing. So it's, you know, somebody picks an action and you know what that action is. It's pretty quick to go through the actions. If somebody says, okay, well, what does this mean? I, I forgot what build is or whatever. I mean, it, it and everybody has a reference card. So really, it's on the card. <laughs> so really, they don't need to. <laughs> on the back of that card is the, some of the icons too. Yes. So, uh, they can look at the icons themselves as well. So. Yeah, overall the the teachability is is there for this one. I again, I put this firmly in the gateway games going into the again the the style of 
for me, Seven Wonders and, and Race for the Galaxy, this is a good precursor to those. All right, so replayability. What do you think of the replayability for this one? Actually, let me ask you two two ways. How we played, which is In was English base. and French. Yes. What do you think of the replayability in, in the base like we played? And do you think the events, when we talked about them and I showed them to you, do you think that would add to the replayability? Base game replayability, I think, will be medium to high. There's big stacks of cards for both your heroes and your buildings. So there's a lot of stuff to go through. I mean, I think we saw a big chunk of the buildings because there's, there's a lot of repetition. I mean, we had, we both had barracks and then at one point I think there were three barracks on, on the <laughs> yeah, sail block too. Yeah, we them as covers. <laughs> oh, he's going for this. Bam. Barracks. <laughs> and, you know, in the original you had the randomness of the dice that lets you determine what you do. Now it's more of a resource management. I like that a bit more. Not that I found, well, actually, I did find the other that I found the dice frustrating in our <laughs> second game. I remember that. So this is, it, this is more of a money management and choosing the, the best value of going off turn, you know, following somebody's actions. Cause some of the punishment for going second is really, really high. L- like when you, uh, develop a resource, if it's your turn, it's a card and then the card you turn over. So it's a two card cost. But if you're going off turn, it's a three card because it costs you an extra and you really have to decide what you, what you want to do right now for that immediate benefit going into your next turn. So the randomness is removed and I, I like that. Usually I'm, I, I'm okay with randomness, but I think adding more of kind of a resource management vibe to it improved it for me. It's always going to be a pretty game to look at. So even if I'm just having the crappiest game ever, I'll at least have something <laughs> to look at. And that's very nice. I mean, that's, I, I, it, I, I mean that it's, it's a, it's a genuinely pretty game. So I think replayability medium to high because there's a lot of variety in the cards. It's a game that can go across all sorts of different groups. Like we talked about, it's a good gateway game with two Valeria games out now. You can have a Valeria night. And yeah. there's an expansion coming and quests, quests. coming soon. Yeah. yeah. So you can do a Valerian night if you want to do a whole themed game, uh, themed night, I should say. And, and it's simple. It's, and again, simple, good, not simple, <laughs> dumb. So you can just go through it and get to a game and before you really know it and you're not really stressed out. You, you worked your brain a bit. You've made a few decisions. <laughs> But you're ready to go again right away. It's it's a game that you could easily because it's sixty minutes under or, or under, I think, even at max players. It's a game you could probably knock out two, maybe even three, if you've got the right group, mm-hmm. in one night, and in a month want to get to the table again. So I think replayability is pretty high. Yep. Just real quick, because we you mentioned them briefly, but we didn't really talk about it too much in the mechanics. One of the things, too, that you're looking at with your leader follow, like you kind of talked about, is the abilities you get from the buildings and stuff. So mm-hmm. there, Jordan had mentioned like the lightning bolt. Those are as soon as you build them, you get it and you're done. But some of the other buildings have things like are phase oriented. So if Jordan does the, you know, the, the build phase and I have a building that has some build phase abilities, I have to follow if I want to use it at that point. 
to get something else. So whatever, you know, slight negative or less bonus, you know, I get for following can maybe be made up by the buildings you have as well. Mm -hmm. So, and I know there were several times that came into whether or not I was following some of the actions you were doing. So that, so then onto the second part of that. Adding the events and the monuments, I think that just helps replayability. I already thought it was a good game. Doing something to add some flavor, you can pull them out, you can stick them in, play one game with, one game without. The monuments, same thing. Yeah, I think that just increases the replayability. Yeah, and it's nice because you know they only have you put four of the events in at a time. It was kind of funny because the first pack I opened, because they were in different packs, had only had four four events, and I hadn't gotten to the other one yet. So I'm reading the card. It says, choose four. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> that's a hard choice. <laughs> so, and I'm just going, okay. So apparently they must have some expansion coming later that they're, and then I opened the other pack that had some events in it as well. It's like, okay, there we go. Now I have choices. Now I have five <laughs> events, <laughs> but yeah. You, so they have more events than you're going to put in if you decide to use the events. So that's, that's cool. Again, you'll see different events, different times when they come up. Uh, again, coming back to replayability is is where I'm going with with that. Seeing the cards, like you said, we we saw a good amount and we saw some repetition, but kind of deciding what you're going to go for and what you're going to build can change your game slightly. You know, if you get one of those have the most cards, mm-hmm. you know, have the most of this type of building or one per, you know, that kind of stuff. Suddenly, that might give you a shift. Or if you suddenly got a bunch of high victory point cards in your hand, you know, you might start going for, you know, just victory points or something like that. One thing, we looked through them a little bit, but unfortunately in our game we got to a point where with just the two of us, we were being stingy about recruiting because we didn't want to open up, we didn't want a better recruit to come out. Yep. Um, And I don't know, I don't know if, at least, if you're playing in a group that doesn't care, they're not going to care, but I think most of the groups we play to play in, that would be an issue. You might yeah, not actually. Use I wouldn't them take that often. one, no matter what the ability is, <laughs> and let a four come up. <laughs> so you know, there there was a lot of stuff there we didn't get to see yet. So there's some replayability for us there for whatever comes out first, and and if it's worth grabbing. <laughs> but I I agree with you. I think the replayability on this one is really high. Again, depending on your, your group and stuff, but overall, I think this is one, even with bringing somebody in as a gate gateway, that this is something that they would want to play again and again. And then with your normal gaming groups and stuff, this is something, like you said, you can. it's getting to the point where you can have a themed night if you want to, but it is something that you can break out and play and decide if you want to play multiple times or move on or come back to it at the end of the night, that kind of thing. And I don't think you're going to be disappointed with it and i and i don't see i i'm not in a in a mind frame right now where it's like okay i don't want to see this again next month kind of thing i i would be fine with it coming out whenever it came out all right so theme what do you got for theme on this one yeah there's nothing there <laughs> i mean not in a bad way it's it's kind of like dominion there is a feeling of something uh, but there is no really defined thing. You know it's a Valeria game, and you know you're in a fantasy setting because you've played the first game. If you remove the first game, you're in kind of a generic fantasy RPG-ish 
village building game. Nothing wrong with that. It's light. It lets you know that you are not in a sci-fi setting or in a steampunk setting or a cyberpunk setting or any other punk settings. It lets you know that you're in a fantasy-ish setting, early medieval, I should say early modern maybe. They've got things that let you know that there's some magic involved, but there's also normal people working there. So thematically, you get the feel of being in a little fantastical world but it's light. It doesn't impact anything. The box is pretty nondescript. The backs of the cards are fairly nondescript. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. You know, so... Okay, the box and the sleeve. (laughs) Well, the box is a drag. Well, yeah, but if you cover that up with your thumb, you're still just looking down at a field. So, I mean, the theme is light. It's a kind of a light fantasy theme. It doesn't impact anything that you're really going to... It's not giving you any preconceived notions about what you're going to do in the game if you haven't played the other game. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Um, the Playing playing both games, like you said, you get the, you get the feel of a Valeria. You, you obviously know you're playing a Valeria game, and that's cool. You know, that... The, the, we I like the artwork and stuff on this game and the previous game but I think the one thing I kind of miss and I'm sure some of the events kind of at least their titles say it but you know we we look through the events those they're you know all players do this all players do that kind of thing um one of the things I I I think I might miss a little bit in this from card kingdoms would be the monster aspect yeah. Um, a little bit. But again, that's not what they were going for with, for this game. I can understand that. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not completely upset that the monsters aren't here. It's just, I missed it a little bit. I missed a little bit of that feel. You know, maybe you get attacked while you're trying to build your capital kind of thing, you know? That's why you have those adventurers around kind of thing. Cause yeah, cause then you're like, okay, why am I recruiting the adventurers or just what are well, they, are they running around telling people how awesome it, my village is or? Chronologically out of order, right? Cause you build your city, get your adventurers, and then the adventurers go out and attack the monsters. So it's chronologically out of order. <laughs> but that said, I, again, it, it is, it is light on the theme, but it's, it's there and, and there's, you know, the pretty artwork and everything else. And again, if you tie it with the previous game, you get the same feel. So I'm not, I'm not upset with it. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like it, it, it needed more to get me more involved in the game. It would have been nice, but it, it did what it did. And I was, I was very happy with the game. Mm-hmm. All right. So fun factor slash overall. Well, you've just covered that. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything? I I like the game. I think it's it's enjoyable. It's not going to be the. I I don't think, however close the final score is in a max player game, it's going to be a yeah <laughs> moment. It's going to be like cool. Let's rack this again. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's an enjoyable game. It's it's pretty light, but with just the right amount of decision making to not make it feel like uh, kind of a just a roll and move. It, it, it's got enough decision making. You're you're in control of your fate as much as you can be with a random distribution of cards and random draws. Uh, no, I, I think it's enjoyable. Yeah, I had a a lot of fun with this one. I thought it was a good game. Again, I think it's a great gateway game. 
So a good one to introduce some new players to. Like we said, it can hold its own own on a game night. So I I can't think again other than the same icon issue that we had previous game. But once you get it, you get over it, and and you know it. It sticks out. Once well, you, you know it. Yeah, exactly. It sticks out once you figured it out. So you'll remember. <laughs> oh yes, this is a card that looks totally wrong. <laughs> but other than that, it, it it's a it's a fun game and one that I'm I'm looking forward to playing again. And I'm not going to mind if it comes out to the table. I'm not going to mind if somebody asks me to bring it out. This is definitely one that I would take with me somewhere to teach uh, again because it is a good gateway game. You know, somebody comes in at a convention or what, and you're in a a free play area, and they go, "Hey, I got like an hour. Uh, what can you show me?" This is something I would break out and show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's compact. It's easy to take. With yeah, that's you. the other thing too. Yeah, it is. It's easy to take wherever you want. This, this, this is easy to take to a game night or anywhere else. It's that's what the size of one of the the magic fat packs. Yeah, or not much. the fat packs. The no, it the, is the fat packs. The fat packs. It? Yeah, the ones with like ten boosters and a starter in it, yeah. and a couple dice. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's not. It's not. About that, about that size, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a very compact game. It's one that you can easily slip in with whatever whatever else you're bringing, or if you just want to bring one game, you don't even need like a bag or to just grab it and walk out the door. Is it raining? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there we go. I just you know and and you can you can leave this in. I'm just oh bring, no, now it's out. I'm just gonna blame Chris. Chris was not here tonight, so I did not remember to say Villages of Valeria <laughs> for every component or for everything we did. <laughs> so that was our review of Villages of Valeria. <laughs> Villages of Valeria. What we're watching. Sponsored by Don Lloyd. Thank you, Don, for sponsoring us over on Patreon. And now we get to talk about the things we've watched. And this is about the only thing I have a list for. So, let me go. Go for it. I am still re-watching Supernatural. I have no idea where I originally left off, but I decided to start back from the beginning since Megan has as well. I think Megan is maybe halfway through season one, and I am almost done with season two. So, very uneven. That's been, it's been interesting. It's been all right rewatching it. As quite a few things is like, oh yeah, I remember this episode. Quite a few things is like, I don't remember that happening. It's been so long. Uh, since it's been on the, sh- on the air forever. 12 years and counting. The Walking Dead is back. So watching that again, uh, just started, it's just started back up. Did you uh, see last, or Sunday's up? Yeah. The Boo Radleys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not a fan. Uh, you know, at one point I turned to Sarah and I said, if there's a, a really big guy down there carrying a little guy around and <laughs> I'm turning the show off. You know, my, my comment was it hasn't been that long that we're into the apocalypse. Yes. Chronologically, it's only like a couple of years. Language has not gone out the window. <laughs> So that chick, the way she talked, and to be the leader of such a big group bothered the hell out of me. It did. It it was... I don't know if that group exists in the comics, and it was just introduced after I stopped. Well, because I stopped reading. Yeah, I don't remember Um, them. These people, they were just... I I don't get it. 
It's only been two years, and you have built up this awesome defensive junkyard perimeter. I mean, it would take you two years just to do all that with no heavy machinery. <laughs> and in one of the pan shots, it looked like they had solar panels, too. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm all for suspension of disbelief. Maybe it's a bit longer than two years, but that seems like an awful lot of work that took place by some people with, I'm just going to call it out here, questionable life skills. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on in that group. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Still watching Superstore. We still enjoy that one. I took a bullet. I watched. Well, the first... shit, are you okay? <clears throat> I watched. No, I'm not. I watched the first <laughs> three episodes of Powerless. Oh, is that out? Not going to recommend it. Oh, not I, at I all. hadn't planned to. No. <clears throat> I thought I'd give it a shot. I'm still. I, I, like I said, yeah, the first three episodes have been out. The power of Tudic doesn't, <clears throat> doesn't compel. Tudic doesn't help it. Pooty doesn't help it. Nothing helps it. Just nothing. And then uh, we recently watched uh, the movie The Boss. You know, Melissa McCarthy and, mm-hmm. and Kristen Bell and Peter Dinklage. Um, yeah. If you if you like Melissa McCarthy, you're gonna like The Boss. If you don't like Melissa McCarthy, there's nothing that's gonna make you like anything else. <laughs> anyway, it was alright. It was good. Yeah. I don't mind Melissa McCarthy. I think she's pretty funny. That's what I had. This shit is a good Sean Spicer. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> so, for me to cut down on my gum chewing, so now I just have one slice. <laughs> As with you, Walking Dead, uh, all the CW TV shows, I believe we're actually caught up on that. I think we're still a little behind. We start. I think. I think we did most of Supergirl and most of Arrow. I think is where we're at. Oh, yeah. We haven't watched, what is today, Tuesday? Yeah, so we haven't watched Supergirl, and we haven't watched, well, obviously, we haven't watched what's on tonight, because I'm here. (laughs) The Expanse is back. It continues to be back. I don't remember if I talked about that last time. (laughs) It's back. It's enjoyable. And on the movie front, we went to see Rings. (laughs) Same movie, people. There's just an S at the end. If you like the first one, you'll like this one, I suppose. I wasn't a big fan of the first I one. I didn't like the first one. I didn't like this one. This, <laughs> this was an appeasement choice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's what I'm watching. All right. What we're reading slash listening to. Sponsored by Sheppy. Thanks, <laughs> David. For sponsoring us over on Patreon and allowing me to basically say once again, I'm not reading or listening to anything. Go. <laughs> I have finished a couple books in the last couple of days. I finished Night School, Jack Reacher book 21. It's a Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher book, people. There you go. And then I finished uh, book two in the Critical Failures series, something I read last year and I don't know if it was around when we were recording, but this is a very juvenile and yet accurate account of an RPG group that meets a character that then puts them into the fantasy world. So there's a bunch of, it's the fantasy world. And then there are not only them, but a bunch of other people who are also been shunted over to the fantasy world. So there's, 
these conversations where they're talking with people that would normally be NPCs, but now they're real people. And then they'll cut over to, why is the NPC looking at me like I'm crazy? Well, you just said you have an 18 strength, and that's why you can carry that sword. And he doesn't understand anything that you just said. It's juvenile. It's Sometimes it's crass. Sometimes it's a little more than crass. It, it It's pretty much every game group I've ever been in at one point or another. This kind of conversations happen around a table. Uh, uh, the first book was funny as I'll get out. This one was not not quite as funny, but still enjoyable. So, yeah, so Critical Failures book two. Trying to remember the name of the series. Did you? So this is comedy. Mm-hmm. Did you ever read this the fantasy series where the group actually did go get like their professor or something was a, a an actual wizard, and he used to run their game nights. And one night he actually sent them over to the fantasy realm that he's actually from. And, uh, like it was one of the, one of the characters. Are you thinking of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon? No, no, from no, 19? no, 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 no. <laughs> um, one of the characters, like it was his girlfriend's first night, she tagged along. So she got ported over with this character and, and they kind of became like, like royalty. They, they were, um, anti-slave, anti-slave. Uh, so it was a, it was a slave kingdom kind of. There was a lot of slavery and stuff mm-hmm. and they kind of were uh, uh, against that. And then they they kind of kind of became like kings and queens, and the and the the series continued on quite a while, where like their kids were kind of part of the series and stuff as well. I'm trying to remember what it is. I probably have it upstairs. I have to find it. I I read through that, and there were quite a few books in it. But that was an interesting series at the time. I mean, it's it's nothing like oh my god, but just the fact that you know again the the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, but. In a serious aspect, kind of thing. It was, it was a fun read for a while. All right, so that's all you have for there. Yep. What we're playing, sponsored by Timothy D. Thank you for sponsoring us, Timothy, over on Patreon, and allowing us to talk about what we're playing, which is unfortunately not much for me. I've got sucked in to shop heroes. No. <laughs> Why aren't you in my city then? <laughs> I'll join Shop Heroes if you join Star Trek Timelines. Star Trek Timelines? What's that? Uh, it's it. on the tablet and the phone. It's uh, it's a Star Trek game. It's fully licensed. All the characters are there. It's um, You start off and the opening blurb is Q telling you how universes are collapsing. So this is how you're getting multiple versions of Picard or multiple mm. versions of Riker. You know, they've got... Uh, you start off with a ship. I think everybody starts off with the Hathaway, the little constellation, the four nacelle ship that Picard started with. And then it just becomes a heavily Star Trek-themed action management game, just like any other. Just like Shop Heroes, only Star Trek. There's no... So, yeah, you start off with a basic ship and uh, some basic crew, and you level them up, and they've got, like, four equipment slots each, so each group of ten levels, you have to, like, for carp card, you got to get them a saddle, a uniform, a cup of tea, and something else, and then you unlock the next set of ten levels, and they all have some combination of powers, like diplomacy, leadership, security, that kind of thing. And as they level up, they get better suited to do other missions. And it's story-driven. Your 
in theory, trying to find the source of this rift and what's happening and why, and trying to help all these disparate versions of various empires that are now coexisting, like the Federation and the ISS, you know, the Mirror Universe Federation, or, you know, Klingons and and Mirror Universe Klingons, that kind of stuff, and Romulans and Bajorans and... You know, so there's all these different factions and you got to do almost everybody hates you to start. <laughs> and, you know, so there's there's a lot of grind to do these faction missions to get more favorable with them. And the more favorable you are, you know, the more things they have in their faction store kind of thing. It's surprisingly well balanced, though, because they give you enough things to do to keep you. Interested, like obviously the core game are the storyline missions where you're going from sector to sector and doing things, but you very quickly run into the skill point wall. Your characters just don't have the skills to, to complete the missions successfully. So it's like, no, you, you don't just hit this wall. You've got all these other ways to do, uh, ways to get experience. So you can, well, you can redo the missions that you've already completed because, of course, there's the basic, the elite, and the epic version of everything. And then some of the missions have space battles, and they've got all these faction miss- missions, too. So as you're doing these missions, there's all sorts of other ways, all these side quests, essentially, that'll let you continue to level up your characters outside of the main storylines so that if you do it right... Which I didn't on my first playthrough. I I ran into that wall and then spent a lot of time trying to figure out the best way to level my characters up. Thus, I had a better understanding when I started my second instance on my tablet. (laughs) (laughs) So they give you lots of ways to keep grinding without actually making it feel like a grind. Some of it is timed. Okay, I'm going to send these three people over here to do something for two hours and then I'll come back and I'll see the results. Some of it is just as fast as you can go, and some of it is just as, you know, as slow as I got 10 minutes, I can do two things. Okay, I'll see you later. And then I've got an hour. Okay, I can work on this storyline and read and do a little bit of this. It's it's an enjoyable game for what it is. What else? The usual X-Wing. We had a another epic battle past weekend, four of us. Mike was using the new, well, it's not new anymore, the uh, Imperial Carrier. Uh, it was a 400-point game, 200 points per player. So technically it was an 800 point game, 400 point teams. And it came down to the last two ships. And luckily, uh, the Empire won. <laughs> mainly, mainly due to bad luck. Uh, I'll put it out there. In going into the last two, three rounds of the game, I felt certain that we should have lost about two rounds ago. <laughs> but then our opponent's dice just went, screw you. What else? Been in No Man's Sky, been in Call of Duty, and I just picked up For Honor yesterday, the online sword fighting game. And I'm just, just finished the tutorial and I'm working through story mode where it helps you learn more of the moves and how to fight so you don't just get squashed the first time you go into open online. I like it so far. I'm not expecting to be in the top 10 of any. <laughs> Any category, whatever stats they track, but hopefully I will not just get waxed every time I step out of the, my my castle. And that's what I'm playing. All right. Well, primarily Shop Heroes for me. <laughs> it's the most gaming I've gotten in recently. Um, like I said, MVP, 
the last two raids. <laughs> yeah. Reworked my teams. Seemed to work. So that was fun. Um, and then just the tiniest bit of Watch Dogs 2. Like, I think late Sunday I got to play through like a side mission. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really all I've had time to play. Big list, big list. Quality though, man. Shop Heroes. MVP. I, see, I do enjoy Shop Heroes. Um, again, well, it's cause, you know, you're in this, cause it's got a chat function for your city too. So, I mean, I enjoy talking to some of my, some of the people in my city and stuff. And, and like I said, it's one of those. Hey, things. you start carrying your weight, Gary. Yeah. Well, we just, we just did the, the mayor just kicked like three people here recently for being inactive. So we just went through a major, like I switched up the way I played to hoard gold. Cause you know, when you, cause you invest in all the buildings and stuff, but when somebody leaves or you kick them, their investments go with them. Oh. So we had, and one of the people that got kicked was our highest investor. So suddenly a lot of things went down. So I hoarded, hoarded gold for like half a week. And to help out, bring some buildings back up and stuff. So now I'm just back to playing normally again now. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's uh, it's going to be a wrap for an episode, I think. Episode 75 in the books, sir. So uh, nobody came and joined us this evening. That's kind of sad. Woohoo! kind of sad. We don't need your external valid. Oh, there's nobody listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go get some ice cream and cry into my mic now. <laughs> my mic's nice. Mike doesn't even like us the war. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so that's my goofed up voice for now. It's got to be better by next time, right? Don't get your hopes <laughs> up. Got work to do. I need my voice. All right, I'm Jeff King. And I'm the Canadian. So thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find The Nerd Bite, daily themed updates about several facets of nerddom with main focuses on the Marvel Cinematic Universe and things that fall under the Super Hulak fandom. Also, nerdy adventures, conventions, theme parks, and loot crates. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.